Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hey friends, you're about to listen to an Instagram live that I did on my unconventional launching secrets. And I got ton of questions on this topic. So I decided to spontaneously do a live and it, so many people said it was so mind blowing and helpful that I am turning it into a podcast episode. And before you listen, I have to apologize in advance that you can hear my baby and the nanny in the background the entire time because I was hiding out in a room that has the best Wi-Fi connection in my house <laughs> for the Instagram live. And it, all the craziness in my family just happened to be happening right outside. So sorry about that in advance, but such is life. I hope you're going to enjoy this episode. It really is like I made a joke about it. Like this is like a masterclass in unconventional launching. And I stand by that. If you've been wondering about this topic, you probably want to get a piece of pen and paper and jot down your own thoughts, your own reactions about, you know, nobody's going to launch exactly the way I do. Nobody's going to think about and approach business exactly the way I do. But the things I'm about to say are going to trigger your own ideas, trigger your own insights about how you want to do things differently, new, fresh ideas you want to fold into your practice, into your business. So be ready with, with that. And enjoy. I've gotten a few questions from folks recently asking me questions about what they observed me doing while I was launching the shame clinic. And they've been asking me, what was that like for you? Basically like questions about how I approach my launches. And I actually wrote down a list of things that I do with my launches, which I think are highly unconventional. And I want you to know about them because I think it's really important to have a variety of perspectives about what a launch can be like and feel like. And I basically don't listen to anyone, anyone else who talks about launches because I like doing things my way. And a lot of what I do goes against conventional wisdom. So here's the first thing. Actually, I wrote it down. I have a little list. To me, launches are spiritual. Launches are sacred. And I don't do them unless I am burning with a sacred purpose for what I am doing. This is very important. I feel into my body. I feel into my mind. I feel into my spirit. And if all parts of me aren't on fire with a spiritual fucking mission to get this thing out in the world, I don't launch. And I'm not always there. I don't always feel that. And when I don't always feel that, nothing has gone wrong. It's not a problem. It just means something isn't aligned quite yet for launch energy. I get really curious about what's happening. Like, why don't I feel that way? It doesn't mean something is wrong. Maybe there's some other aspect of it I have to discover. Maybe there's an aspect of it I have to work on more. Maybe it's just a question of just leaving it alone for a little bit and then letting spirits talk to me about maybe something some aspect of it still needs to emerge, right? And so it's very much an active collaboration with spirit. It's a very active collaboration with my body. I will tell you, I had launches planned that I either canceled or delayed multiple times because I wasn't feeling the mind, body, spirit on fire with sacred purpose thing. 
So when I say that, I mean it, I mean it very seriously. I don't just set a plan and do it because that's what you're supposed to do. You got to stick to the plan and commit to the plan. Fuck plans. That doesn't work for my brain. It doesn't work for the way my spirit wants to move. So I make sure that I have that first. It's a sacred purpose. And for the shame clinic, I mean, it's like anytime I do a campaign, anytime I do a launch, it's that, it's that sacred purpose for, for the shame clinic. The sacred purpose was, I mean, it's pretty self-evident, right? Like I wanted to educate the fucking world about how shame is holding us all back and how it's insidious and oppressive and intersectional and I spent so much of my life suffering with so much shame and it literally feels like the sacred purpose of my fucking life to do this work. So I was like on fire and you know, there was a period when my collaborator David and I talked about like what we're going to do together so that the picture of what we were going to do, I could imagine it in my mind and it was like aligning and it was clicking. I was like, yes, yes, yes. Right. So I am feeling for that yes, yes, yes from every part of me. And if I'm not feeling it, I don't launch. I give it time. Even if I said I would, I'm the boss of me. I changed my mind. And there was a time recently when I said I was going to do something with a collaborator. I was going to launch something with a collaborator. And I actually went back on and said, you know what? I'm not feeling it. That means it's not the right time. And I had just have so much trust in that, right? So the first, that's the first thing. Launches are sacred and I don't fucking do it until every part of me is on sacred fire with the importance of the mission. Secondly, and I kind of started talking about it a little bit. Secondly, I never force myself to do anything that isn't following my inner pull. Now this is as this applies to things as big as like, okay, you know what? I had this big launch plan and I'm not doing it because I'm not feeling that mind, body, spirit alignment. And I'm just scrapping a giant plan that was going to be like my income for a quarter, right? And I'll, I'll like either delay or come up with something different or just leave the, the empty space for whatever needs to marinate next to happen, right? That's the big way that I don't force anything. It has to arise organically in me or I don't force it. And it's something as little as... Like, you know, when I'm in the sort of the heat of the launch itself, like when I'm at a pivotal moment and my body is like, no, I'm not feeling sharing. I'm not feeling making an offer today. I'm not feeling doing the Instagram live that I planned. I ruthlessly honor that. I don't do anything against my body. I don't do anything against my spirit. I've gotten very disciplined. Discipline is an odd odd word to describe that. I've become very conscientious with not overriding my spirit's cues, my body's cues. I only ever move following the inner pull. The inner pull is very different from forcing. I do nothing out of you should because it makes logical sense, because someone said you should, because blah, blah, blah. I ignore all of that completely. So somebody asked, do you find that you need to slow down sometimes in order to get creative and in creation mode, 100,000%. It's like, imagine surfing waves in the ocean, right? You're not on like a high wave all the time. Like that makes no sense. That's not how we're designed to operate. You need space. And if you don't create space, that's basically saying, hey, universe, I don't need any fresh downloads. Thank you. I don't need any brilliant ideas. Thank you. I don't need any creative insights. Thank you. Like I'm good. Like my plate is full. If you're not creating intentional space, that's exactly what you are communicating to the universe. And I am just so 
vehemently against this cultural paradigm of stick with the plan, don't quit, like be committed in a way where those are being used to for you to gaslight and override and oppress your body's intelligence and your spirit's intelligence. So that's the second thing. I never force myself. Number three, here's guys, this is like literally a masterclass in an alternative way to launch. So take notes. I'm going to save this live. Okay. Third thing about my unconventional launching strategy is that I don't see launching only as a period of selling and marketing. I see the launching period as part one of my program. There is a transformation. There is an education. There is an enlightening. There is an awakening that needs to take place from the moment you hear about my offer for the first time to the moment you get out your credit card and hit pay. There is a transformation that needs to happen. You have to be educated about what the issue is. You have to have an awareness of how it's affecting your life in ways that you were not making connections with before. And you have to connect to a vision of what's possible. And you have to connect with like why it matters in the first place. Like why does this matter out of all the million things in life that matter? Like why this? Why now? You have to come to an awakening about that. Oh yeah, that is really important. Oh yeah, this is what I should be thinking about now. And not only do you need to be connected to a vision, you have to be connected to a sense of like, oh, it's possible. That vision is possible for me to realize, right? And then you have to also realize it is now, it's safe for me to pursue this vision. I can do it. It's possible, right? So guys, listen, this is a lot of transformations, to be thinking about a possibly a whole new, like nobody was walking around thinking about shame before I launched this course, but I wanted you to be because I was so certain that for those of you who are the right fit for this, you needed to pause your day, whatever the fuck you're doing, you needed to pause your day, stop it. And you needed to think about how shame is operating inside you and coloring everything in your life and creating every result in your life. I needed you to pause and see it and connect with it and momentarily feel that pain of like, wow, this is happening. And then present you with a vision of what's possible instead. That's a lot of transformations, right? I posted a reel the other day talking about how I see marketing as medicine, right? So since marketing is medicine, the launch period is part one of the administration of the medicine. People didn't know, people weren't thinking about shame in the way that I was thinking about shame. So I needed to educate people. I needed to have them to have that breakthrough. I needed them to start to experience what it was like to heal shame in ways that they never thought about before so that they they can get a sense of like, oh, this is what the work is. Oh my God, I need more of this right? So many people wrote me saying that just watching me market the shame clinic healed so much of their shame. That's what I mean when I say your launch period is part one of your program. It's what gets them ready to do the work of the program. So I hear a lot of course creators, you know, coaches, program creators tell me, you know, people, people don't know that they need this. People don't know that they have a, you know, that they would benefit from this. And I'm like, of course they don't. Of course they don't. If they already knew, then you wouldn't have a job. Your job is to educate them, right? That transformation is what needs to take place 
while you are launching from the first time they hear about your thing to the time they click buy. If they're not buying, if a bunch of people are looking at your launch and nobody's buying, it's because you didn't get them all the way to the transformation that needs to take place before the course, before the program, before the coaching, whatever even begins. Okay. So that's the part. And you know what? It's a lot. It's a lot of energy. It's a lot of presence. It's a lot of curiosity. It's a lot of care that goes into giving that to people. And that's why I don't fucking launch. I don't do fucking anything unless I am aligned and feeling a burning sacred purpose for what I am doing. Right? Like I would do everything that I did for the shame clinic launch. I would do it for fucking free because that's how much I care about it. I would give that people that transformation for free because it saved my life. And if I could save somebody's life today, I'm going to fucking do it. I don't care if it comes back to me in dollars right away. So launch is part one of your program. You have to figure out how to be effective in educating people about the importance of what you do. You have to be effective in connecting them to what's possible and helping them to believe that it's that they can do it, that it's safe. And you have to give them a dose of the medicine so they experience what it's like and feel the power of it themselves. You don't dangle a carrot and say, hey, come get it. It's going to be your life is going to be so awesome when you get it. No, don't dangle the carrot. Feed them the carrot. They're starving. Give them the carrot, you know, get them filled up a little bit. And then you say, you know what? I have more, right? So I have to key into a kind of very thoughtful generosity that way during the launch period. That's the third thing. The fourth thing is that I don't lead with a plan. I lead with curiosity. I have no idea how I'm going to market something until I begin marketing it because there is a version of how the work lives inside my head and it's never the same as the version uh, as how actual people in my audience experience the thing, right? So for example, when I started talking about the shame clinic, I was like burning with, you know, a sense of purpose about it. But I, what I realized, what I learned very early on is that most people don't have an accurate understanding of what shame even is. And I didn't know that because I've been thinking about shame forever. So I did not know where people's brains were at. So I learned by talking about it, talking about it. And people were like, yeah, I don't think I really have a shame problem. And I'm like, oh, yes, you do. But then it was the onus was on me to let them know. But I didn't know that there was this knowledge gap until I started marketing. And now that's very natural. That's very, I expect it. Like I have no idea how I'm going to, how I'm going to sell something until I begin selling it because that's when the conversation starts. When I launch, that is when the conversation between me and my people start. I'm going to talk about it. People are going to have questions. Or if people are like kind of tuning me out, I'm like, hmm, this is so important to me. This is so important for them. Why are they tuning me out? It's because something about what I'm saying isn't landing. Huh, that's interesting. What assumptions have I made that I'm talking about it in a way that's not landing with them? Because I know this is really important for them. Hmm. And then it's when you have a plan and you're not getting the exact response you want, like, at every step of the way, it's very easy to get discouraged. That's the downfall of religiously adhering to a plan. When you lead with curiosity, you set yourself up to learn at every point of the launch. Hey guys, this is an amazing thing. You should come get it. Huh? Nobody's responding. Interesting. What's happening there? Right? What if I tried it like this? What if I asked that person what they think? Oh, interesting. Okay. So what if I present it this way? Right? So curiosity is my teacher for how I launch something. Simone, why did you do that thing that you did during the launch? 
I got curious about something that happened and I tried that thing. So I've been taught like, oh, write all your launch emails ahead of time and have all your launch shit ready to go. And listen, that works for some people. Awesome. For me, that would be like fucking creative suicide. Suicide, I'm telling you. If the launch is not a live conversation, to me, it feels dead. I'm not saying this is the only right way to do it. I'm saying this is the way that works for my brain and for my spirit. Okay. So remember this launch is part one of your program. If you're not effective at educating people and getting them to that transformation, giving them the carrot, right? Giving them the dose of the medicine, having them feel healed, transformed, grown, expanded, feeling like they already got part of their money's worth before the course even began. That is, that's my aim for my launches, 100% of the time. And Here's the fifth thing. Mm, This is a good one. This is a big one. I am very conscientious. I'm very, I get very curious and attuned to my relationship with a goal that is in terms of numbers, that is in terms of dollar amounts. Here's the thing about money goals. Money goals are only useful if they trigger your creativity. If I have a money goal, when I think about it, it doesn't make me drip with creative juice. That money goal is about as useful as a pile of poop. So in our culture, it's so normalized to set in business, to set a money goal, to set a launch goal. Like this is how many sales we're going to make. This is how much money we're going to make. That's all great. If that's helping you to trigger your creativity, if that's helping you to step into curiosity, if that's helping you to become more flexible, more imaginative, if that juices you up, yes. If not, fuck that money goal. Fuck that money goal. Does the money goal make me feel alive? Yes. Does it make me feel on fire with purpose? Is the money goal connecting me to that like mind, body, spirit, on fire with sacred mission kind of feeling? If not, then chuck the money goal in the garbage can. And then I make sure to connect to a different goal, maybe a spiritual goal, an emotional goal. I don't know, some kind of intangible goal that is not about money that lights me on fire, that gets my creative juices flowing. Instead, if you don't have a relationship with your launch goal in a way that like makes you like tingly in your vagina, you have the wrong goal. If your money goal is making you feel the opposite of tingly in your vagina, that money goal can suck my figurative D, as Sandra said. So do you follow the thread in everything that I'm offering you right now? The thread is I am ruthlessly focused on mind, body, spirit alignment, purpose, whatever sparks and sustains my curiosity, my sense of aliveness, my joy, and... Anything that gets in the way of that, well, you should be making this much money. Like you want to be, you should be making this goal. You should be launching like this. You should be following this plan. You made a commitment, all of that. So those are my launch secrets. People ask me like, how long should I launch? Like, should I launch like this? Should I launch like that? Nothing fucking matters unless you are in that mind, body, spirit alignment. And the reason that I don't go along with this crap that's rampant in the industry about like, what's the right launch strategy? 
is that, again, it's a way to put the plan first. It's a way to put the strategy first instead of putting curiosity first. When you are being led by plan and strategy, then what happens when there's a plot twist? What happens when your body needs something? What happens when you uncover something that your people are telling you that you didn't know before? What happens when you overturn one of your assumptions that you had? What happens? Where is there a room for presence, for you to be present with whatever the fuck is happening now? Where is there a room for your curiosity? Where is there for room for you to be with your people and to be with the message and be with the sacred purpose instead of being with the fucking plan? Yeah, when people hate launching, when people struggle with launching, it's because they're not doing these things. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.